There's a beautiful base Halevi in this week's parsha. Beis Halevi makes a point that the Torah, the Torah, when Hashem commands Avram Avinu to do his bris, the Torah says, Ani Kel Shakai. Hashem calls himself in a name that the Torah never used before. Like the Groh says, whenever the Torah uses something for the first time, it uh, requires some study. Definitely it's not a common name of the Rebunish Lelem. And Dafka, with this name of Shakai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Avram Avinu to do a brismila, and that needs an explanation. What is it exactly about Kel Shakai, the name Kel Shakai, that is used over here in conjunction with brismila? The Besalevi explains very nice. The Besalevi says that the name Kel Shakai is associated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's midah of limiting, stopping growth. In fact, the Gemara says, the Medrash says, that when the world was being created, it was rapidly expanding, rapidly expanding, rapidly expanding, until HaKadosh Baruch Hu screamed, Die! Stop! Enough! That's the name Shakai. Die! The root of the name Shakai is die. Sha'omar lo'ilamai die. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to his world, Enough! Stop! The name Shakai means stop. And the Beit HaLevi says something fascinating. That not only did HaKadosh Baruch Hu stop the world's growth in terms of expansion and size and space, HaKadosh Baruch Hu stopped the world's growth in terms of quality. Which means, the Gemara and the Medrash explain that as the world was created, the world should have produced finished products. Which means instead of putting a seed in the ground and you getting out a kernel of wheat, which is a very, very unfinished product that needs a lot of milling, etc., in order to make it useful, the world as it were designed, as it was designed, was designed that you put a kernel of wheat, a wheat seed in the ground, and it would make a roll. You put, you put a baguette, you put you know linen seed or flax seed in the ground, and it would produce a coat. It would produce a meal, a milas. It would produce finished textiles. The world was supposed to produce finished products, not raw products. As part of the shakai, as part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu saying, Misha Amar Leilamay died. That Akash Baruch Hu said, stop. He not only stopped the world's growth as far as size, he, he stopped the world's progress as far as quality. That the world is only capable naturally of producing a certain level of product, and after that level of product, humans must fix it, humans must complete it, humans must perfect it, humans must mill the flower, humans must weave the garment. And that's what the name Shakai means. Bishalevi goes on to explain that this is really what Brismila is all about. And honestly, it's a medrash and it's a chinuch. The medrash says that Tornus Rufus asked her Bikiva, if Akash Baruch wanted you gimalt, then why didn't he make you born with a bris? 
And Tzernus Rufus answered him just this. Tzernus Rufus says, HaKosh Baruch created mustard seed. <coughs> you can't eat it without first immersing it in vinegar. HaKosh Baruch created wheat, but you can't eat it without milling it. HaKosh Baruch created humans, but they're useless without a bris. And that's mamush what the Chinuch says. The Chinuch says that HaKosh Baruch wanted to drive on the message that just like none of us was born perfect physically, and our physical bodies required fixing, our physical bodies required ticking, improving, making oneself from unfinished to finished, so too everything else about us needs fixing. That if a person just stays the way he is, like when he's a baby, he's unfinished, he's unperfect, he's selfish, he's not a complete person, a person must fix himself and finish himself and perfect himself in his midas. And that, says the Beis HaLevi, is why HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he introduces the mitzvah of Mila, it's also appropriate that he introduces it, Ani Kel Shakai. I am Kel Shakai, who stopped and stunted the growth in the world, and the physical world produces imperfect items, I therefore tell you to do a brisk to yourself, and I give you the opportunity to finish my product. That a Baruch Hu says, I make unfinished products, I am Kel Shakai, I am Sha'amar La'ilam Aidai, you have the schus, of finishing the Rebbeinah <coughs> product. You have the schus of finishing the Rebbeinah job. And you are the person that's given the honor. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you the ball, hands it off to you, and it's your job to take it across the finish line. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu introduced us this mitzvah with the name Kel Shaka. Beautiful Beis HaLevi. With this Beis HaLevi, you understand the Gemara in Shabbos, Tafkuf Yotess. The Gemara in Shabbos Tafkuf Yotes says that anyone that says Vayichulu on Friday night is a Shutif Lakarish Baruchu B'maisa Bereshis. We're a partner with Hashem B'maisa Bereshis. So when you read the Gemara, you understand the Pashat Pshat to mean that ah, because we testify that Lakarish Baruch created the world, we become a Shutif with Lakarish Baruch. But since when does me recognizing something make me a Shutif in it? You know, I recognize the godless of Microsoft. It didn't make me a shutif in the business. Since when does recognizing something make you a shutif in something? We say every Friday night, Ashibar Kim la But if you think about it, that diktuk is all off. That tense is all off. Ashibar Kim Hashem created past tense. So the next word should also be a past tense kind of word. What on earth does it mean? Hashem created past tense. La says to do future tense. This is exactly what it means. This is exactly what it means. Hakadosh Baruch created the world past tense with a space for you to finish it with area for you to improve it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not just say, here, here's a perfect product, there's no room for you, just take it and do nothing with it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you an unfinished product. 
So on one end, it's a huge achrayis. That, you know, I have this unfinished product, I have to make it work. On the other hand, recognize the enormity of the opportunity you have. That you have the opportunity to finish a product that your Bayer himself didn't finish. It's like you have the, you know, like Rembrandt last, left the last corner of a painting for you to draw by number. But you have the opportunity to fill in the blank of the Rebbeinu Shalom's masterpiece. And that's what it means. Asher Hashem created La'asais in order for you to do in the future. And that's the source that we have. And when we chop this on Friday night, which is the connection between work and perfection, between the work week and the day of Shvi, that everything is perfect, we sit down and we analyze. Asher I was a shutif this week in helping perfect myself in my separations. And that's what the Gemara means. Ashubara Lakim says, is a shutif. I call it Baruch in my separations. Chavez. Yeah, that's Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start. From Gimel and Aleph, uh, like, let's take a third of the way down, Maskeflor of Nachem Bayitzlik. So I'll just uh, give a small recap to get myself back into it. So, so we basically finished with. We basically finished with. Ellie, watch Um we basically finished with the first thing in the Masechta, which was why a sukkah can't be higher than 20 Amis, three reasons, then we did three qualifications, then we dealt with those, and by accident, we got into a sugya, not so by accident, we got into a sugya last night, about a machlekes between Beishamai and Beisilah. And as part of our sugya, we mentioned Der Hagav as a matter of course, and just posh it, that the minimum size for sukkah is Reishai, Rubai, Vishulchanai. Reishai, Rubai, Vishulchanai. Which the Gemara said is Beishamai Shita. And we basically said last night, yup, guilty as charged. It's Beishamai Shita. Bishel's Reishay Verubay, not Shulchanai. Bishamah's Reishay Verubay. And Shulchanai. Guilty as charged. In fact, this long thesis here says that that's one of the times we paskin like Bishamai. It's not one of the times that Bishamai is uh, the Kula, then we always paskin like Bishamai. But it's one of the times Bishamah is Machmer and we paskin like Bishamai. Yep, guilty as charged. The Gemara for the rest of the sugya, is going to ask a very interesting question. Are you sure that that's what Beshama and Beshila are arguing about? Meaning, I'm going to bring the mission in a second, says the Gemara. We're going to bring the mission in a second. And that machlekas can be understood as one of two cases. Why did you assume that it meant that the sukkah is only seven twelve and big, Reishe Verubai and Shulchanai. Perhaps it's another Machlikas, and we'll explain. Says the Gemara, Maskiflor of Nachem Bar Yitzchak. 
Mimai, how do you know? De Beishamai ubeishilo. That Beishamai ubeishilo, besukah ketana pligi, are actually arguing about a sukkah, how small it's allowed to be, what the minimum size for a sukkah is, and then, like, we got in trouble last night because we went, like, Beishamai shita. Maybe there's no machlegis Beishamai shilo. How big a sukkah is going to be? And that shear that we quoted last night, Roshe, Rubai, and Shulchanai, is really unanimous. It's really both Bisham and Vesel. And you didn't, you know, accidentally step on a minefield and go like Bisham Ashita. I, there's a Machlekes Bisham Vesel. Dilma says the Gemara, no, that Machlekes Bisham Vesel that you're referring to is actually another Machlekes. Dilma, perhaps, the Machlekes Bisham Vesel you're referring to is actually besukah gedayla pligi. It's actually talking in a big sukkah. Your sukkah is nice size, it's, you know, 20 square feet, 50 square feet, whatever. Ukigoyim. But the case is, the Yosef, that the guy is sitting, apuma demabtalalta. Apuma literally means the mouth. The door of the sukkah, Apuma de Metalalta, the door of the sukkah, Vishulchane Besechabayis, and the tables in the house, meaning this Machlegas de Meshama Besel about the table is not talking about the size of the sukkah, whether or not it has to fit a table. You're, when you said it has to fit a table, it was everybody's shita. It was even Meshama, even Besel shita. This Machlegas between Meshama and Besel that you refer to about the table in the sukkah is actually another machlekes. It's a machlekes that a guy has a normal size sukkah, just his table's inside. The table where all the food is, is inside. So I'm sitting in a sukkah, I'm eating in a sukkah, I'm doing everything right. The table from where my food comes from happens to be inside the house. Is that acceptable or not? Says the Gemara, the Beishamai Savri, Beishamai says that too is bad. That's also bad. What could be wrong with that? My sook is the right size, 50 square feet, has everything good. Just my table's indoors, who cares? Beishamai says it's possible. Savri, Gazrinon, we make a gzera, Shema Yimoshech Achashochonah. Perhaps you are going to follow your table. Which means, the Gemara says that whenever you have people and there's food over there, I guarantee you the people will soon migrate to the food. You know, you may, you're schmoozing with your friend at a kiddish. Within a few minutes, you are schmoozing with your friend by the table in the kiddish. You don't schmooze away from the food for that long. So says Beishamit, listen, it sounds good. You're in the sukkah, your food's inside. How long is it until you are with your food? And then when you're with your food, how long is it until you pop something in your mouth? So says Beishamit, I disqualify the whole thing. I disqualify the whole thing. You are not allowed to eat from a table that's indoors, even though everything else is fine, because it's only a matter of time until you go indoors. And Beishil says, Beishil Savri, Loi Gazrinan, we don't make Xera. So says the Gemara, 
maybe this problem that we brought up last night, oh, you go like shoot this Beishamah. Beishamah is the one that needs the table and the sukkah. And you assumed that meant how big the sukkah has to be can an accommodate a table. It says, well, no, maybe that's universal. Everyone agrees the sukkah has to be big enough to hold the table. Even Beishamah, Beishamah, it's not a machlekes. That machlekes, Beishamah, Beishamah, that you're thinking about, about whether or not the table has to fit in the sukkah. It doesn't mean it has to fit in the sukkah. It means it has to be in the sukkah. The Bishamai requires the table to be in the sukkah. Basil doesn't require the table to be in the sukkah. And says the Gemara further, V'dekanami, and I'll prove it. Dekatani, we learned in a Mishnah. Misha haya roshay A guy that his body and his head is in the sukkah. And his table's in the house. Beshame says that arrangement is possible. And Beshil says it's kosher. Now, why is the table in the house? If you want to say that the machlegs to Beshame is because the sukkah is too small, and Beshame is passing it because the sukkah is too small to fit a table, and that's why Beshame is passing it, like we thought last night. And he still says, the sukkah is too small to fit a table, and he still says it's kosher, then you wouldn't use the word puzzle. You would use the word fit. Vimisa, machzekes veina machzekes mi baile. If it was talking about a sukkah that's too small, you should have used the word fit and not fit. So says the Gemara, this is the end of the kasha. Says the Gemara, last night, we basically like admitted defeat. We said, yeah, you're right. When I said that a person has to be able to fit Reisha Grubay Vishal Chana in the Sukkah, it's Sheet this Beishel and not Sheet this Beishamai. Says the more why? Who says they argue whether or not your Sukkah has to fit a table? That Machlegzi Beishel Beishamai about the table is not whether or not the Sukkah could fit the table, it's whether or not the Sukkah is in the table is in the Sukkah. And Beishamah says, you have to have the table in the sukkah. can't be in the house. You can eventually go in the house. Beishamah says, nah, the table can be in the house. And this way, we don't have to be like Beishamah. And I proved it to you, says the Gemara, because the Mishnah didn't use a Lashon fit or didn't fit. He used a Lashon that your table's in the house. So maybe there is no such machlegas between Beishamah and Beishamah, whether or not your sukkah has to <coughs> fit a table. Maybe like we passed in last night, a sukkah has to fit a table. And that's everybody. That's Beisel and Beishamah. The machlegs to Beisel and Beishamah is not about a sukkah that can't fit a table. It's about a sukkah that the table isn't in the sukkah. Not because it can't fit it, because the table's inside. Maybe that's the only machlegs between Beishamah and Beisel. Says the more good point. Good point. Good cash on what I said last night. But hold on. You really think that there's no machlekes anywhere in Shas between Beisham and Beisil, whether or not a sukkah has to fit a table? The Beisham says it has to fit a table, and Beisil says it doesn't? I'll show you that that's also a machlekes. Ubesukkah ketana loipligi. Do they not also argue by a sukkah ketana? Ubesukkah ketana loipligi. Is there no machlekes between Beis Hillel and Beishamai about a sukkah that's too small to fit a table? Meaning, great point. You prove to me that Beishamai and Beis Hillel do argue by a sukkah that the table's in the house. And you're trying to suggest that there's no machlekes 
whether or not the sukkah has to fit the table. Really? You really think there's no machlekes anywhere between Mishan and Sol if a sukkah has to fit a table? Of course it is. Because that's the only way to answer this following steer. But Tanya, we learned in one brisa, machzekes roshay verubay vishulchanay. A sukkah has to fit your head, your body, and a table. It's ksheira. Rebbe and Rebbe said, no, a sukkah has to be at least four amis. That's one brace. Another brace, so once again, Rebbe's shita remains constant. Rebbe, who remains constant, says, a sukkah must be four square amis. The Chachamim, and the Chachamim, the opposing Shita to Rebbe, now remember, last time we quoted the Shita, it said Reshay, Rubai, and Shulchanai. Now we quote the Shita, the Chachamim, Afilu Eina Machzekes, Ella, Reshay, Virubai, Kshayra. So we have a steer on our hands. We have a steer on our hands. One, Bryce, it's obviously the same Machlekes, it's Rebbe versus. In both prices, Rebbe says his shita sukkah has to be four square amas. In both prices, it brings the opposing shita. A sukkah doesn't have to be four amas. It has to be reishay rubai. But here's the problem. In one price, it says reishay rubai and shalchanai. And in one price, it says just reishay and rubai. And it's obviously quoting the same shita, the opposing shita to Rebbe. So how do we reconcile the stira? How do we deal with this stira? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, and the second b'risa in this shita doesn't say shulchan. These two b'risas are shiver on each other. Elohim, what's the way to reconcile it is? Yeah, there's a machlegas. There's a machlegas whether or not your sukkah has to hold your table. And the b'risa that says it does have to hold the table is beishamayim. And the Bryce that says it doesn't have to hold a table, doesn't have to fit a table, is Basila. Says the Gemara, <coughs> says the Gemara, Habeshame, <coughs> Habesilo. One's Beshame and one's Basilo. So there is a mach like this between Beshame and Basilo about the minimum size for a sukkah. Basilo says the minimum size for a sukkah is just Rashi Rupai. Beishamah says the minimum size for sukkah is Reishah Rebishelchanai. And I'll prove it from the Lashon that that's true here also. And says the Gemara, Amr Marzutra Masnisa Nami Deka. Our mission is also Meduyik. Our mission is also exact. And the Lashon only works if they're arguing about the minimum size. Why? Because they use a Lashon puzzle. Puzzle means... The sukkah, the way it's constructed, is puzzle. The way you construct this sukkah is puzzle. If your table's inside, but your sukkah's fine, that's not a psul in your sukkah. There's nothing faulty about your construction. That's something bad about what you're doing. This price you use a lot from puzzle. Puzzle means your construction is bad. What's bad about the construction? The size. Now, if it's an issue where you place your table, it's not puzzle or kosher, it's whether or not the way you did it, your yaitse. 
Vimisa, and if it's only a machlik, it's about where you put your table, then Bisham Emrim Lo Yotza, Ubishil Emrim Yotza Mibayle. It should have said Yotze versus not Yotze. So the Gemara says, okay, we have a fine kettle of fish over here. We've had three steps. Let's go over to three steps. We passed last night that the minimum size for Sukkah is Reisha Rubeh Shulchanai. You need Reisha Rubeh and Shulchanai. The Gemara said, you're going like Bishamai. The, the Gemara didn't argue. You're right. Guilty as charged, I'm going like Bishamai. The Gemara tonight tried challenging them. It says, who says there's a machlekes between Bishamai and Basil about the minimum size for Sukkah? Who says there's such a machlekes that Bishamai says it needs to hold the table and Basil holds it doesn't need to hold the table? Maybe the machlekes Bishamai Basil has nothing to do with the size of Sukkah. It has to do with the placement of the table. That Bishamah says the table can't be inside the house, and Bishamah says the table could be inside the house. And we proved it from the Lashon. You're right, that's the Brisa. But then I just showed you another Brisa, says the Gemara, that they're arguing about the size of the sukkah. And the only way to say it is like that, because number one, we have a steer of Bishamah Bishamah about how big the sukkah has to be. Number two, we have the Lashon puzzle. Which is mashma, the way the sukkah is constructed is possible. Not that you're not yotze because your table's inside. So now, says the Gemara, ve'elakasha mishahaya. Then it's shver mishahaya, the one that was, the other one. Which means, okay, now what do you want? Meaning, on one end, you're right. You did prove that the machlik stu misham is when the table's indoors. On the other hand, we did also prove that there's a machlek stim b'sham hill about the minimum size of sukkah. So which one is it? Which one is the machlek stim b'sham hill? Is the machlek stim b'sham hill what the sukkah has to hold, or is the machlek stim b'sham hill where the table is allowed to be? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. La oilam betarti please. Guess what? You're right, and you're right. There's two different machlekes here. There's two different machlekes here, which is good news and bad news. The good news is that you're right. There's no stira. There's two prices. There's two machlekes, and one machlekes is how small the minimum sukkah could be. Bishama says it has to hold your table. It's still hold a dozen. There's a whole other machlekes where your table has to be. Bishama says. It can't be in the house. They still says it could be in that. So the good news is all the prices are accounted for. Bad news is you're back in trouble. When you pass in that your sukkah has to hold the table, you are going like Bishamai, and that's a legitimate shita of Bishamai. And that's what we said last night. Yeah, you're right, we're going like Bishamai. Says the Gemara, There are two separate machlekas here. Number one, pligi besukkah ketana. They argue about a small sukkah, what the minimum size for a sukkah is. And they argue, even if your sukkah is the right size, where can your table be? Now, where is this? You have to doctor up the Mishnah and put in both machlekesses. The Mishnah was missing words, and this is how to read the Mishnah. First, if a guy is in the sukkah, but his table's in the house, Bishama says, you're not yet, and Bishama says, you are yet. Let's say 
it's not that your table's in the house. Your sukkah's too small to hold the table. Then, Beshameh HaPaislin and Beshil Machshirin. Beshameh says it's Pasel, and Beshil says it's Kosher. End of Sugya. There's just one more thing that needs to be ironed out. So, as far as minimum sukkah, minimum size for a sukkah, so it's a machlek Bisham Beshil. Bisham says it has to be able to hold your table. Beshil says it doesn't. Does the table have to have a size? Or it could be the No, it means seven tvachim. You know, Reshim Shachanim means seven tvachim. So Beshamah says it has to hold the table, Beshamah says it doesn't. Who do we pass it like there? Beshamah. So, so according to Beshamah, it's less than seven tvachim? Yeah. Measurement? Any yeah. Measurement? We don't find the measurement because we don't pass it like that, so the Gemara never even bothered explaining that. But it's something less than seven tvachim. Someone would say Rubai, it's left after? Reshe, Rubai, and Shulchanai. Yeah, that's Rubai, Dafka. Rubai, Rubai, Rubai is Rubai of a body, right? What yeah. size is that? I mean, everybody's different, and how do you figure that out? Is that Lav Dafka you're saying? It's seven by seven? Yeah, good, Kasha. Um, um, I, I assume the shear is as follows. I assume the shear is as follows. A normal person is two amas, two amas tall, the Gemara says. A, a one amas is six tvachim. Seven is 51% of two amas. That's right. There you go. I assume that's where it came from. Meaning, and like, you, you're, you're, you don't have to, your head's part of your body, so that's why it's part of the seven. And the table doesn't have to be over your head. It could be in front of you, so that's part of the seven squared. I assume that's where we get that from. Why, so, Why can't you use um, the kasher and, or puzzle and, and kasher by the case of Reishim Baruch Hashanah? Just like we said by, let's say, right, uh, somebody makes a sukkah, you know, on a sphina. Right, Reisha Rishachanai is appropriate possible. <coughs> Not Shulchanai B'Zeh HaBayis. Because there's something possible about your sukkah there. That's where it's inappropriate. But, but there's right. an outside force that's causing it. That but my sukkah's not possible. The Reisha sukkah, Sfina, the, you can make a perfectly... You but know, it's the, the way the sukkah's constructed is possible. Meaning... You're right, you could transplant the sukkah and put it somewhere else in its kosher, but the way the sukkah is constructed is possible. Whereas, if your table's in the house, there's nothing wrong with your sukkah. You can rectify that situation without moving your sukkah. Mashegan, if your sukkah's on a boat, you can't rectify the situation without moving your sukkah. So I have a right to say that sukkah's possible. Ah, you can move it to the ground, but then it's not that sukkah. Mashegan, here, that sukkah's not possible. I can make that situation kosher without touching the sukkah. So the sukkah's not possible. So, as far as how far the minimum sukkah has to be, the Gemara said clearly, it has to be Rosh Hashanah, that sheet is Beishamai, we pass it like Beishamai, tough. How about the other Mahlikas? If your table's in the house, Beishamai says it's possible, Beishil says it's kosher. So what, what are we passing? On one hand, this is what Taisa says, Beishamai is the one that passes. We don't go like Beishamai. On the other hand, the Rif says, one second, these two machlekes are obviously interconnected. And if we're going with Bishamai in the minimum size, then probably we're going to go like Bishamai as far as the table placement <coughs> as well. And even though the Gemara did not explicitly say that we go like Bishamai in that one also, the Rift says, I don't care. We're going like Bishamai in that one also. And that's on the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnabur Paskin. So make that two on the list for machlekes and that we go like Bishamai. Even though the first one Mar said explicitly, you have to have Rosh Hashanah, I don't care if it's Bisham Shita. The second one, as far as the table being in the house, even though the Gemara never said we go like Bishamai, 
enough Rishayim argue on Tesis and say that the two are interconnected. And just like we passing like Bishamai, as far as size of sukkah that needs to have a table, we pass like Bishamai where the table is able to be placed and the sukkah is, and you are not Yaitse if your sukkah is in the house, if your table's in the house. Um, so, so um, you know, like it, it happens sometimes, you know, like I, I know, like when we're cleaning up from like the meal, like we put the food, you know, like on the table, which is right inside the house from the sukkah. And like, you know, sometimes you take food from the table and like you just bring it to the sukkah and you eat it. So, I mean, ostensibly that's a problem in, in Bishamai. Although you can make the case that it's only going the first night, you're not yotze. It's not called not eating in the sukkah. It's just not called doing the of sukkah. But uh, you know, so like, I wouldn't like uh, say it's kifarli. To discuss it's rosh rubu b'shulchanai b'sayach habayis. Rosh rubu b'shulchanai b'sayach habayis. The case is where you're saying that all the food is. It's not that when you're sitting and you're going to lean over and the male no, in, no, the, in, no. in the house. Um, it's because when you're leaning and the table's there, you end up yeah, eating okay. in the house. It's not that okay. you're going to walk inside and eat. Let, fine, let's say so we're, okay, I'm, not, I'm so not sure the way I said it right versus you. I'm saying, saying what you're saying now is perfectly fine. Take food off the table and bring it into the sukkah. That's not an issue. It's, oh, it's only, only when, when you're, you're eating like from that, that table. Because you're going to end up leaning in and eat inside the house. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I can't say you're wrong. I hear I hear Okay, we'll stop here. Fine. That's the end of that. So here we start a new series of sugars tomorrow, bright and early. Yes. Now I start the tape. Says the Gemara. On that note. Okay. So now we get into the nitty gritty brass tacks of our mission. I agree. Um, we get into the nitty-gritty of the mission. We said in the mission a sukkah that's higher than 20 amis is possible. Okay, fine. I have a sukkah that's higher than 20 amis. What do I do about it? So, the guy comes up with the following idea. His sukkah was higher than 20 amis. Ubalamata. We are on the bottom of Gimel Bay's two lines on the bottom. We're about to be on the top of the Alamrah. Ubalamata. And you're coming to minimize it. You're coming to reduce the size. You have too much sukkah, so you've got to make less sukkah. How do you accomplish that? Bikarim uksasis. By throwing in there pillows and blankets. Which means, you know, pillows and blankets are nice and fluffy. You could minimize the floor space very, very, very quickly by piling up, you know, a couple pillows and blankets. So, you know, you get three amas there, and now it's under 20 amas. There's less than 20 amas of air space. Um, I'll just tell you one kash on this that I've seen. Like, all the Achrenim answer this. I don't get one answer. I think the kash is a bad kasha, and I have nothing to say. I mean, obviously, that random answer, so I don't understand it, but I don't understand anyone's answer. If the reason that 20 amas is puzzle is because you're not going to focus on the schach, yeah, I understand raising the floor. All the, the gemaras we're going to talk about tonight is raising the floor. 
If the problem with 20 am is high is that you're not getting shade from the schach, yeah, if you raise the floor, you'll be in the angle, the vector of the schach. If the reason that a sukkah that's 20 am is high is because the construction is going to have to be kavua, too permanent, you're not changing nothing about the structure when you add pillow blankets, dirt, or whatever else we're going to discuss tonight. How on earth is this Gemara going to rectify that situation? Now, I saw one Teretz that was good, which is like the least Gishmak of all the Teretzim. Um, they said, we're not going in that Mandamar, in this Gemara. Which, um, okay. Now, A, it's bothersome because, thanks for telling us, and was, you, you should like, let me know that that one's like rejected, and then we could talk about this. But even, even not that, like that's so not Gishmak. I mean, the other answer, whatever, I just don't get any of the answers. The kash is like a bomb kash. So, you know, just to ruin your night. At least a dirt or a platform, right, is considered something that's more permanent than just throwing pillows and blankets. Yeah, so you're saying, so you're saying, but the goal over here is to make the sukkah less permanent. Which means, like Mara said, if something's 20 amas high, normally you build it well. So how will adding a floor... Whatever, we're going to talk about three different floor materials used tonight. It's not, it's not legitimately permanent or right. It's just automatic once you're well, at this so that's what I, So that's what I was thinking. That was like, we're talking in generalities here. And listen, you know, like every other, like every other law, it, you think it's that much less safe to drive 56 miles an hour than 55, but we had to choose a border. We chose a border. You know, you think a kid gets like so much intelligence the day he turns 13. We have to pick a border, so we pick the border, and you, you made it onto the threshold, and you're okay. When you raise the floor, so now they consider the sukkah from this height, the higher height. So if you were to build the sukkah from that height, then you would need to do it, just like we said earlier. You can make it out of... Right, right. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. so similar to what Avi said. You know, that, yeah, I was thinking along those lines that, that like, listen... You're right, in this particular case, you didn't change the structure of your sukkah. But Lamai said, we're talking in generalities. And generally, a sukkah that's 20 hours high is too strong, and one that's not isn't. And ne- because now it's, it's, the sukkah's not considered, this whole bottom part's not considered. This is not considered a sukkah, so you're on the right side of the law. Even though you didn't affect the problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, something along those lines. So the good news is, I like it, if that means anything to you. The bad news is, no one says it. I mean, we're talking like a lot of people are Kivager and like, you know, a lot of like good Akhrenim. Like, like, why don't they say that? Like, it bothered me. Like, that's when I saw the Kash, I was like, okay, that's the answer. But no one answers that. I, I like that answer better than all the other answers. But, uh, hey, you and me are in the same <laughs> bad boat, <laughs> says the Gemara Viper. So, Uvala Mata. And the good news is in Gemara, we only do like four words. And you're coming to minimize the halal of the sukkah, which means the airspace in the sukkah. You're coming to minimize it. You have too much airspace, you come to minimize it. Now, tonight, the itinerary is as follows. We're going to discuss three materials you use to minimize it and whether or not they work. First idea you had is to minimize it with pillows and blankets. Uvalamata bikarim vixasis. With pillows and blankets, laughing it. Sorry, that doesn't work. Even though you expressly, forget that, you explicitly, 
with your mouth. Mevatel all of them. You say, these pillows and blankets are hereby declared not mine. They are put in the ground for the rest of Sukkot, for the duration of Sukkot. I am not using them. You're mevatel all of them. You know why? Because you're a weirdo. No one does that to pillows and blankets. And therefore, I assume one day you're going to become normal. And you're going to start being like regular people. And your wife's going to ask you, why is all the pillows and blankets in the sukkah floor? Bring them in now. And you're going to do that. So I don't believe you that you're going to leave them there for seven days. And I, even if you personally were mavato them, no normal human being would be. So therefore, we make a rule that if the material you use to minimize the sukkah, to raise the floor, is something that you're not going to leave there permanently. If something you're using to raise the floor, you're not going to leave there permanently, it doesn't count. So I look at that sukkah still like a sukkah that has too much space between the floor and the ceiling, and those uh, couple almas of pillows and blankets that you stuck there, I do not see them. They are not part of your sukkah. I don't believe you're going to leave them there. You didn't raise the ground. When you want to raise the ground, you have to make it part of the ground. Next. Tevin. Straw. Tevin's like, interesting thing. On one hand, it's not like valuable, you know. No one really uses and likes Tevin. It's straw. On the other hand, it is animal food. So it's not like a given. It's not a layup that it's, it's become part of the ground. But it's not that hard to make it part of the ground. So we say as follows. Ubitloi, if you're Mavakalit, if, like Rashi says, befit. if you're mavatalit with your mouth, outright, and you say, that straw and that hay I'm leaving on the floor, it now became part of the floor, it is all part of the floor, that counts. Which means you've just raised the floor. You made a higher floor, I don't believe you're going to tamper with the straw. Now, it's not a gimme, it's not a layup, because straw, some people do use it and take it away, but it's not valuable enough that once you declared it expressly that you're going to leave it there, it's not valuable enough that I don't trust you. I trust you. Tevenu bitle, straw that you were explicitly mevato, heaven be it. Vikol shekein ufer and for sure dirt, and you were mevato. Dirt is the lowest rung of this totem pole, fill dirt. Fill dirt is useless elsewhere. It's meant to make floor. So if you put fill dirt, you know, stuff that you put to make floor, to make ground, if you put that on the ground of your sukkah and your mavatlet, then it's, it goes without question, you have raised your floor explicitly. You have to be mavatlet, it's not automatic? No, um, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. The answer is that yes, Dirt, you don't even have to say anything about. But since we're going to further modify this in a second, we use that Lushen. But to answer your question, Avi, and this is true, ever, all of us should know this, is you don't even need to say anything to make dirt bottle. The mere act of putting dirt on the floor is enough of a bittle without saying anything 
that, okay, you put fill dirt on the floor, that's there to stay, and therefore you have effectively, permanently raised the floor, and therefore your sukkah now has the right amount of space between the floor and the ceiling, less than 20 ounces. So those are the three levels of items, and, and we're not, you know, when we discuss this further, we're not going to change those three items. So pillows and blankets, there is nothing on earth you can do to effectively make that into floor. So it's an ineffective way of raising the floor. I don't care if you declare it, I don't care if you say it, it's not going to work. Tevin, which is, you know, it's in the middle. It's not super value, it's not super not valuable. There, that's where explicitly being mavatalot helps. You need to be mavatalot. Without being mavatalot, I'm not going to assume it's permanently attached to the floor. With being mavatalot, then you've done your job, you're mavatalot to the floor. And finally, dirt, like you pointed out, dirt is part of the floor even without explicitly being mavatalot. So those are the three levels of materials that you use to raise the floor, to make part of the floor, and those are the three dinim associated with it. Now, now, how about the following two things? Tevin, straw, the ein asid Straw that you did not explicitly declare, well then, it shouldn't be good, because we said you're going to take it otherwise. But in your mind, you have no plans on moving it. You don't own any cows or horses that need to eat hay. You don't plan on giving hay rides in Holomoy Tsukas. You have no use for that hay. <coughs> so, on one hand, you didn't explicitly be mavatalit to the floor like you should have. On the other hand, you're, you didn't put it there with any plants. In fact, you have absolutely no plans to move it, and you plan to keep it there. Is that good enough? Which means you did not do explicitly what we said. You did not do specifically what we said. The question is, is it good enough? And how about offer stop? Dirt that not only you didn't explicitly say is bottle, and not only do you have no plans to move it, you didn't even think about it. And you may move it. I don't know, I'm not sure didn't give it a thought. Which means we said that dirt becomes bottle to the ground because you're probably going to leave it there. Let's say you gave it no thought. And like, you know, I have nowhere to put it now, so I'm just going to dump it here. But hey, if someone would buy it off me, I'd for sure move it. Like, I, I didn't give it any thought. How about that? So we have two Shilas here on our hands that are neither here nor there. They're not part of what we requested in each of the three categories. Meaning pillows and blankets is nothing you could do. Tevin, we requested you to be mavatalit. So how about if you weren't Mavatla, but you plan on leaving it there? Dirt, you don't even, you don't even have to be Mavatla. But how about dirt, where you are Mavatla, and you don't even plan on leaving it there, you just didn't think about it at all. So these last two cases are the bottom two levels without doing what we asked. We asked you to be Mavatla the Tevin, and you weren't. We asked you at least just leave the dirt there, you know, with plans on leaving it there. You don't have to be Mavatla, but you weren't. You don't even have any plans. You may take it away. How about those two cases? <coughs> a Shiloh in the last two levels. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. That is Machlekes Reb Yaisi It's Machlekes between Reb Yaisi and Rabbanon. So like this. Here's the deal. First we have to, first we have to make a, um, 
First, we have to make a, a, a little introduction. Um, okay. If a dead guy is buried in the ground and you throw dirt right over him, so the halacha is that the tumma of the dead guy will go straight up from his kever to Shammai, which, as I'm sure you know from the good old days of the protests, is why a lot of flights can't fly over certain flight paths because they go over Beisach Kvaris. They go over Beisach Kvaris. So now, if, that's if there is dirt straight on top of the guy. If, and we discuss this in the second part, the second part, if there is airspace, if there is airspace between the top of his body and the next solid thing, <coughs> the next solid thing, then the tumma stops. So if a guy would be buried on this table, let's say, then you could walk on the roof of this shul and not become tummy. Because there is a tefach of air between the top of his body and the next solid thing, and therefore the tumma doesn't go up. Which is why, here in America, when we bury people in a casket, unless a guy is very fat and his stomach go, or his nose goes up to the top of the casket, there's probably a tefach of space between the highest point of his body and the top of the casket, in which case his tomb is contained within the casket and a kayan could walk directly on his kever. And therefore, the honest truth is for a kayan to go into a base Kvaris in America is only Usr Drabana. Right that's why they bury you straight in the ground. No, there's a stone wall. There's a stone wall. They don't cover dirt directly on the no, But for, for this reason. Right. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. What rabbinic... Uh, what rab- what midr rabbinic are they in the line of the Midr rabbinic, we don't give any hetarim to this except one. You know, for whatever. It's Gemara. But it was like, Midrabbanan, we say, you can't go into basic forest, you're kind, because you can't be saimach that every single guy was buried properly. Okay, so now, now, so now, it depends, it depends if, now we have to know what the status of items on top of a dead guy are. So, you have a dead guy in the house, and guess what? You threw on top of him a lot of heaven or dirt. So now, if you're mavatalit, if it becomes bottle, if it becomes bottle, then it's like it's a part of the house. So you view it, let's say you have a dead guy on his table and there's piled up straw from the top of him to the roof. Now, if the straw is bottle, then you have one big fat roof and you have no airspace between the dead guy and the top of the structure and therefore the tumma goes straight up to the sky. If it's not bottle, if it's not bottle, so then we look at it that it's going to be removed, which is the same problem as sukkah. It's going to be removed. So even though, yeah, at this minute, at this moment, there's straw on top of the dead guy till the top of the room, but it's going to be removed. And since it's going to be removed, we look at it as airspace, and the tumma does not go up to the sky because it's airspace. 
why is Gamar going to do this? Isn't there a concept that if uh, maybe it's maybe it's the dinner Zachanadan, but you have the guy the sukkah and you say to him, Okay, right now the sukkah is good. If I were to take away the dirt, then all of a sudden your sukkah is gonna be hustle, right? Then the guy's gonna for sure say this here. So if that's the guy's mindset, the whole idea of bottle over there is because it's part of the ground. But that should be your idea, that's part of the ground the whole time. You're right. But we can't go against an explicit action. And the question is, in other words, you're assuming, you're assuming this guy didn't do any positive action, so we, we have a question, where should we assign him? But we're looking at what he does as a positive action, and I can't overrule a thing you took, an action you took, simply because it would help you out. Because you're right, you're saying overruling him would help him out. So this is what he meant. So if the guy has like blank slate, you're right, I'll fill in the blank, what would help him? If the guy did something proactive that undermines what I want to do, I can't overrule what a guy did. But here the guy threw dirt on, on the circle floor. So, so you're right, in the Stam case, you're right. But how about in a case where the guy did not commit to leaving it there, which is our case? So you want me to overrule this guy's mind? Overrule something he did specifically because of something I want for him. He specifically, I said, I give him a chance. He said, No, I might take it. I might take it. Well, this is the case where he said, Yeah, not say, or no, the case is Alfar Stam, where he definitely, even in his mind, did not commit, even not forget orally, even mentally commit to leaving it there. Like in his mind, he's like, if I have a project over there, you know, so or the bar if I have to move, I'm gonna move it. You know, he, that's what he's saying in his mind. So says the Gemara. Here's our test case. Ditanan. So we said it's a machleks in Rabbi Rabbanan. Ditanan. Bias shemiluhu teven eitzreres. If the house beside the dead guy is totally chock full of straw and rocks, ubitlay, and you're mavatla, then mavotol. That there's no. There's no, there's no machlekes because both of them are not valuable enough, like cheap enough that if you're mavatalit, I believe you, and it's bottle. Now, in the case of a dead guy, if it's bottle, that means it becomes part of the house and the tumma does go up. It says the Gemara, bitlayin, or the mission itself is like bitlayin, that is only if you explicitly are mavatalit, lay bitlay lay. If you're not mavatalit, if you're not specifically mavatalit, it doesn't work. So we see here, our test case, Tevin, you weren't mavatalit. We asked you to be mavatalit, and you weren't. Sorry, it's not bottle. In this case, it's good news for you, because that means the tumor won't go up. Vitani Allah, but we learned on that, Rabbi Yaisi Tevin, straw, even if you're not mevatlet, as long as mentally you don't think you're going to use it. stam. It's like stam dirt, ubatl. Ubatl. The only way to make it no good is offer If it's dirt, and not, not you're questionable, you're for sure going to move it. Offer if it's dirt and you specifically commit to moving it, you specifically think, I'm putting this here temporarily, but in two days I'm going to move it. Then, then it's like Tevin that we just said, that you didn't commit to leaving it there, and it's not bottle. So the bottom line is, it's a machlekes. So let's just recap for a minute here. 
There are three materials. There are three materials. Pillows and blankets. Now, of course, it doesn't have to be literally pillows and blankets, meaning usable items, useful items. Pillows and blankets just provide you the most bulk. Them, no matter what you do, it's not going to work. Of course, if you just put it there, stone, it's not going to work. Of course, if you have plans and taking it, it's not going to work. But even if you explicitly, out loud, say, those pillows and blankets I'm leaving there for the rest of Sukkot, doesn't help. Sorry, you're not a normal person. Normal people would take it, and therefore we do not allow it to become bottled to the ground. That is an open and shut case. That's one category. The next category is straw. So straw, like we said, middle of the road. It's, it's like worthless enough that you could just, you know, I don't care if it stays. On the other hand, it has some worth. If you have to feed your horse, you might take it. There we ask you, the proper thing to do if you want to make your floor higher is to be mevatalit orally. Dirt, you don't have to be mevatalit orally, but as long as mentally you're planning on leaving there for the rest of the circus, that's fine. Those are the three categories and what we'd like you to do. How about, from those last two categories, you don't do what we'd like you to do. You don't do what we'd like you to do. It's one step less. So for instance, Tevin, you weren't specifically bevatal. You just had in mind, I'm not going to do anything with it. We asked you to be bevatal out loud. You did it. You just thought, nah, I'm not going to use it. How about that? How about dirt, where even if you don't think anything, that's fine but you didn't even think that you're going to leave it there. In fact, you may take it. Those two cases are a shadow. And we said, it's a machlekes. The Tanakh Kama says, no. If you do not do what we ask, it's not bottle. If you do not do what we ask, it's not bottle. If you're not orally, explicitly, mevatalit, by tavern, it's not bottle. It's not bottle. And if by dirt, you could find, it's fine if you're mentally mevatalit, if you're not, if you can't commit mentally to leaving it there, it's not good. It's not good. So the answer is, according to the Tanakhama, if you do not do what we said exactly in those three steps, it's not bottle. In Rabbi in Rabbi he says no. Even if you don't do what we asked, for instance, Tevin, you weren't mevatalit, but you don't plan on taking it, or dirt, even if you have no plans, that's also fine, and it's bottle. And therefore, by sukkah, it would be bottled to the floor, and by tumma, it would be bottled to the house, and the tumma would go up. By tumma being bottled means the tumma is going to go up. If it's not bottled, it means it's going to be removed, and the tumma won't go up. That is the Gemara. We'll stop here for tonight. Okay. Okay, so we have one more night of non-sukkah stuff. So we brought up, we brought up on Gimel Amid which was very, very, very applicable to us. How big does the sukkah have to be? Minimum size. Basil said, only Roshe Verubai, your body and your head. Bishamai said, Roshe Verubai Vishal Chanai, which is how we paskin, and became known as the shear of seven Fachim by seven Fachim, and that is the standard shear for minimum size of sukkah. That was contrasted with a sheet of Rebbe that we.
brought down a couple times. The sheet of Rebbe was that a sukkah has to be minimum four amas by four amas. And that's the Machlechus Rebbe. He says four amas by four amas and, and uh, both sheets of the Chacham, Shadam Basel, say no, not, a, not four amas. We then brought a Bryce, a long Bryce, which we're going to spend the night explaining with uh, Eli told us ten. Ten halachas pertaining to house. Mizuzah, Micah, Eruv, all sorts of halachas pertaining to houses. And the minimum size for any of these halachas to be, to be applicable was four amas by four amas. To which the Gemara said, hey, shouldn't that really be subject to the Machlekes, the Rabbani versus Rebbe? And shouldn't that opinion only be Rebbe? To which the Gemara answered, Gemara says, no. Everyone in general, Rebbe, Durabanan, Beishamai, Beishelo, everyone on earth agrees that a house, when you talk about a classic house, a house has to be four square hours. And, of course, that Mishnah that requires four Amis by four Amis for all dinim of house is universal. Everyone agrees that. Everyone can agree, for instance, for mezuzah, if a house is not four square Amis, it doesn't need mezuzah. By the way, just you know, practically for me and you, this is the shear for a room. This is the shear for a room. If a room isn't, you know, so let's say you have like a storage room or a walk-in closet or like, you know, a machsan or something like that, it needs to be Daladamas by Daladamas. Now, this is really, 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 really practical. Let's say a room is 16 square Amas of area, but not configured four by four. So for instance, you can have like a small space, two um, let's say four feet deep, which is normal, and eight feet in. Like you can have like a little <coughs> closet on the side of a room, a walk-in closet. It's 16 square Amas of floor space, but not configured four by four. Is that Chayef and Mezuzah? Of course. <laughs> but beside God gave the Torah, the answer to everything else is Machlegis. Um, it's a Machlegis. So I don't remember the Sheetis, but um, the, one of the Sheetis is, of course, that you're Chayef, and that is our Minig, but if that's the only Mezuzah you're putting up, you should not make a bracha on it. But um, anyway. But we, Soka would for sure be kosher if it has right, 16 square hours of four. Uh, uh, that's for sure true. And before the night is up, I'm, I'm going to say uh, a Samus that's even cooler about that. I'm not mezuzah. You don't put a mezuzah on your sukkah. Right, right. Yeah. Possible that you have to put a mezuzah? No, you don't put a mezuzah on a sukkah. A sukkah is dear as I write. On the 16 square. Yes. The, the, I'm forgetting the name of the sheet. His last name is Elio. I'm embarrassed. Um, holds that we do. And that's where, that's where we that's where we bask it. Um, not the girl. Um, now, <laughs> like a chredish halacha saver. Um, what's interesting, and we're mamish digressing, Usher, if, you know, I, I know people that are makalists, I know people that aren't, like good people on both sides. If you have, let's say you have like a, a deck. So, you, you have mezuzah on your deck, obviously. So, mezuzah on your deck, is on the right side walking into your house because the deck is a is an auxiliary to your house. But on Sukkis, your kid, huh? On the patio door, you mean, not on the deck. 
But on Sukkot... Hanging from mid hair. I don't know what you're talking about. But on Sukkot, where your kitchen is an accessory to your deck, I know people that switch the mezuzahs. They switch it? Yes. Yes, you're 12th year Abbey. No, I'm Glazer. Even less than 30 days? Even less than 30 days. Less than 30 days, nothing to do with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they're already renting. 30 days is Kadeya to the house. It's the house. It's Chayat Mezuzah. Now, where do you put it? They switch it for Sukkot. Anyway, but well, um, they make it broken. They make it broken. Huh? Then we put it out. Hammer in there. Yeah, yeah. I have like my sticky thing. Stop sticking up for a while. They make it broken. They make it broken. They re-put it on. No, no, because you don't know like I'm crazy that that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you deserve us on. No, they're changing. No, you deserve us on. No, it's like I told Gottlieb. It's high of the whole time. You're changing it. Not a night of is it? It's the wrong place he's saying. Just have to put some in the actual should be sitting on the side. Oh, yeah. And that I never oh, saw. Yeah, this guy was something wrong. I got some stupid thing with that or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Very good. You should know we hacked like Zayt because I have just till you came. About the concert, I hope. In the wrong shoe. But I can a private box. <laughs> really? Are you crazy? <laughs> he was here for shockers. Eight thirty. It's okay. The tape. I don't care about that. <laughs> anyway, I give him. You throw us out of here for the shift. Anyway, like this. So we'll go to gross. So my kids are. So anyway, so we said that this house needing to be four by four for everything besides sukkah is universal. Now what we're going to spend the night doing is proving all ten of those dinim. Why, for instance, a house that's less than four by four isn't high in mezuzah. Why a house that isn't four by four isn't high in micah. Why a house that's less than four by four is unfit to put an Erev inside it. Why, etc., etc. That is what we're going to spend the night doing, and tomorrow night we'll get back to Sukkot. So, it says the Gemara on Dalad on Gimlam and Bays, about eight lines from the top, two dots, Omar Mar, we said previously. A house that's less than four by four is Potom and Mezuzah, number one. Umina Micah, it does not have to have protective fence on the roof, number two. Vena Metam and Benagoyim. It cannot become Tameh with Negoyim. It cannot get Saras if it's less than 4 by 4 Ve'ene nechlat And it does not get sold permanently as would the din be of a house in a walled city that the buyer, if it's not redeemed in a timely manner, the buyer gets to keep it forever. This does not have the din. It has the din of just an open space. We pretend that it's not a house which is generally what we do. If the house isn't 4x4, four four, we ignore the house of it. So the house part disappears, and you're left with an open area. We treat a house that's less than 4x4 four four like grass, like a front yard, like a patch of grass. And the Ein and another din, so so far we're up to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and you do not get to return from war, which means if a guy built a new house, he gets to go back from the front lines. If you built that piece of garbage, you do not get to go back from the front lines. My time, what's the reason? For all five of them, one fell swoop. It's easy. That 
on all five of them is a pasuk in the Torah, calls it a bias. A bias means something that people can live in, and you cannot live in something that is less than four by four. So, in two seconds, we've accomplished five out of ten of our goals for the night. The reason why, on those five, you do not have to put a mezuzah, Micah, is because it doesn't constitute bias, and the Torah used the word bias by them. Now, those are easy because there's a Pusik in the Torah that's talking about them, and the Pusik in the Torah uses the word bias, and they don't qualify for bias. The other five is what is going to require our brains, says the Gemara. Eruve Chatzeres. So, we said the other night that there are two types of Eruvs that everyone needs. So, like, again, this is not like a great example, but like it'll do for us. Pickwick Apartments. So what do you have in Pickwick? In a building, in a building, you have a bunch of houses that have, like, let's say, a common area in the hall. That would be like a chutzer. That would be like a chutzer. You have a bunch of houses with a common area. In order for you to carry from one Pickwick apartment in your building to another Pickwick apartment in your building, you would need a ruve chatzeris. Because even though you're in the same chutzer, even though you're in the same chutzer, you still need to combine chatzeris because it's separatious. That is Eruve Chatzeris. The rule by Eruve Chatzeris, as we will see in a second, is that you put the Eruv in one of the houses in the Chatzer. Isn't they're all covered in the same? Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you another thing. If, let's say, like you go, like, um, a midwinter vacation, like five families to, like, a hotel, and you want to carry from one room to another, you still need to make Eruve Chatzeris. And even if, even if it's under the same roof... Even, you know, when you go to a Pesach program, they do it for you. And if they forget to, you can be saying Mechara Moshe. But if not, you should make a Rubech HaTzeris. That one owner is okay. What happens if you don't do it? saying that's only because he has something important. You something he owns in there? No, no. If you don't do it, then He's still okay. Moshe says it's fine. In a hotel, Moshe says it's fine. But not in no, because Pickwick, you own it. That's the shows, right? Yeah. You own, I mean, like, renting is like owning. Um, so, that is a Chatzeris. Then, let's say in, like, one court in Pickwick, you have a bunch of apartment buildings, and you have a parking lot in common. Let's say you're going to have, like, a shalashudas of, of the whole circle in the parking lot in the middle. In order for everyone to bring their stuff, to the street over there, even though it's totally not Rosh Hashanah, it's surrounded by three sides. There's only one entrance into, like, you know, this court, one little court in Pickwick. That is a Mavoy, and in order for the people to make use of the Mavoy in shops, let's say, like, you want to bring your big wheel from your house to the Mavoy, that you need a different kind of area called Shitufe Muvois. You need to combine the mavoys, combine the chatseris. Each apartment building is a chatser. Each apartment building needs to combine itself with other apartment buildings, the other chatseris in the mavoy. That's shutufe muvais. The shutufe muvais, this box of matzahs that's going to combine you, is put in an open area in the mavoy. So 
of the two Eruvs that you need, a Ruve Chatzeris, which combines the houses within one Chatzer, and Shitufe Muvais, which combines the Chatzeris within one Mavoy. So only a Ruve Chatzeris needs to be in a house. Because, listen to the sentence again. A Ruve Chatzeris combines the houses within one Chatzer. So it combines houses. The Arab needs to be in a house. Because the oneness of an Arab is it makes all of the blank into one. So if I want to combine a bunch of houses, it has to be in a house, because I'm combining all the houses to one. Shitufi Muvais is combining a bunch of Chatseris together, in which case it doesn't have to be in a house, because I don't want to combine houses, I want to combine Chatseris, I want to combine open areas. So the Gemara now makes an interesting deal. Is that more like the areas we have around here? What we have, the Baltimore Arab is a Shetufi Muvois. Says the Gemara. No, because we're under one big Arab for all of us, anyway. But let's say you'd be very from, and you wouldn't want to be Samech on the Shtat Arab, and you'd want to make your own Arab in Pickwick, then you you could do that. Um... Like in Lakewood, like there's no like big Arab, like a lot of blocks have Arabs. Like you, know, you could still do that. Like in Brooklyn, they do that, like on a dead end. Yeah. And a lot, like you know, like by eye, like all the dead ends, like this one has its own, has its own Arab. Um, says the mission, says the Um The aim Arvin by the aim Mishtafin by. So first of all, a guy that has a house that's less than four tefachim aim Arvin by doesn't have to participate in the Eruv. And the Eid Meshtatfin by a guy that has a house that's less than four armas, doesn't have to participate in the Shitufei Muvais. So, right off the bat, he's potter from both Arabs. But then, we only say one out of two. Remember, we keep on talking about two Arabs. We keep on talking about Eruve Chatzerais, which combines the houses in a Chatzer, and Shitufei Muvais, which combines the, the Chatzerais in a Mavu. So, says the Gemara, a guy that has a house that's less than 4 by 4 is potter from both of those Arabs. He doesn't have to contribute. They can't put their Arab in his house for the Eruve Chatseris, but it doesn't say they can't put the Shitufi Muvais in his piece of garbage house. Says the Gemara, we can't put the Arab. My time, like we said, it's not fit for living, it's not a house. But the Gemara is Medayi. A ruve chatzeris you can't put in this bad house. The air that combines the chatzeris, you could put in that bad house. Why would you think do you not build on My time, huh? Because it's not good for a ruve chatzeris. Why should it be good for shitufim uvois? Open space. Exactly. Exactly. My time, huh? This piece of garbage house is like an open area. So a heir of Chatzeris, which needs to be put in a house, this doesn't qualify for. But a Shitufe Muvais, which can be put in an open area, this qualifies for. Says the Gemara, this piece of garbage house, which will pretend is not here, so it's just a patch of grass, it still counts for Shitufe Muvais, the Tanan, Eruve Chatzeris, and the heir of Chatzeris has to be in a Chatzer, which we'll amend in a second. Shitufim Bavais, Bemavi. Shitufim Bavais just has to be anywhere in the Mavi. Bahavina, but we were wondering. What are you talking about? 
Eruvei Chatzeres B'Chatzer. Eruvei Chatzeres can be placed anywhere in the Chatzer. No, it's not true. But Tanan Hanesin Eruvei, if you put the Eruv B'Beishar in, in the gatehouse, you know, like you go into these nice communities, there's a gatehouse with a guard that lets you, you can't put the Eruv in that little shack. Achsadra, if you put it on a porch. Merpeset, if you put it on a Merpeset. A Merpeset is... Um, you know, like um, low quality motels, that um, you, there's no like the place to get in in the hall. You have to get in, like the outside access. It's like that, like a um, railway on the top, like that, like hallway on the top that's outside. That's what a merpeset is, like a long place to go that could get into a bunch of houses, like an upstairs porch, like they have in the Ramada by Target. Um, that's what a merpeset. All these things are in air. If you put an air in a house that doesn't count, it's not an air. And if a guy that lives there and doesn't contribute, it doesn't make it Aser. So what are you talking about? You could put the Eruv in a Chatzar. You can't even put the Eruv in a guardhouse. You can't even put the Eruv in a Merpeset. You can't even put the Eruv in a Achsadra. What do you mean you can't put, you could put the Eruv in just a Chatzar? So we have to amend that. Ela'ema Eruve Chatzerais Bebayis Sheba Chatzar. A Ruvechatzeris needs to be placed in a house in the Chatzar. And this is the point we've been making all along. Then an Erev Chatzeris, which combines houses, needs to be put in a house. And that's why it's possible if it's in a guard house. And that's why it's possible if it's on a porch. And that's why it's possible if it's on that Ramada thing. But a Shituf Muvais, the Erev that combines different Chatzeris, different outsides, that can obviously be placed outside. And this house, that's a piece of garbage house, that's not meant to stand. And this cannot, this is no worse than an outside area. Therefore, <coughs> your Erev for the Chatseris cannot be placed in this less than four by four house, but your Shituf for Muvois can be placed in this less than four by four houses. So we've already nailed seven out of ten din, or eight out of ten. The first five were psukim. The person that lives here isn't chayiv in eruve chatzeres or shitu from uvois. And the eighth din was that you you can't place the eruv chatzeres in this house. You could place the shitu from uvois in that in this house. What about the last two? The oisin oisa ibor. And you cannot make this house that's less than four by four as an ibor, as a connection between two cities. So we explained on Thursday that every city has its 2,000 amas outside of the city. But every city has an annex outside of the city of 70 and two-thirds amas. You know, close, more than 70 amas. So you're 2,000 Amis don't even start your countdown. For those of you that work in the Medicare, I think your spend down, don't even start from till 70 Amis outside of the city. So you have this like Iber, it's like a pregnancy, it's like this like hump, this bump that like goes past the city. If let's say two cities are within that 70 Amis, then the cities combine and you can, you don't start your countdown of your Tchum until after you go in the second city. Let's say you have two cities that are 71 amas apart. They just miss. Very simple. 
You build a house in the middle. So then that house acts as 70 amas to city A and 70 amas to city B. And then everyone from city A could walk to the house and to city B and then start his countdown. This house has to be a legitimate house. If this house that's connecting these two cities is less than four square amas, it doesn't count as a house. Says the Gemara, really? Because we know there's a din in Ervin that if, let's say, there's this, like, ramshackle makeshift hut that farmers use, this piece of garbage thatched hut that they take out of reeds and leaves and they make, like, a place for the shepherd to sleep in, and it's definitely not for Amos. That thing counts. So says the Gemara, Really? You're telling me a house, which, you know, it's brick, and it's shingles, and it has insulation. It's just not four square on this. That's bad. And this thatched, you know, African-looking thing does count like Vosepis. So why is a perfectly good house, just less than four on worse than a hut? Says the Gemara, yep. Da filu kiborgnen le majvinum le. We do not even give it the status of a hunter's hut. My time, why? I said, I'll tell you why. Borgden chazalimusayu. A borgden is fit for its use, which means if, let's say, you're a shepherd or a hunter and you need this like place to hang out and sleep, that's what you build yourself a tent, a little teepee, a tent. So a borgden is a good borgden. A three-and-a-half ama house is a bad house. So says the Gemara, yeah, it's worse than a Borgman. A Borgman is an effective Borgman. A three-ama house is an ineffective house. So if you are a good, you know, it's like a motorcycle that works is better than a car that doesn't work. Ah, a car that doesn't work has all sorts of zakhen. Well, I'd rather a motorcycle that does work, even though it's not a car, than a car that doesn't work. So a house that's less than four amas is like a broken car, it's not better than a good motorcycle. Sasemis points out, Sasemis points out, therefore, on Sukkis, a house that's seven by seven would combine the two cities, because it's a good sukkah. So in other the Gemara, even though the Gemara says that any house less than four by four is bad, that's because it's an, it's an ineffective house. But since on Sukkis, a house so to speak, is allowed to be seven tfachim by seven tfachim. It doesn't have to be four squamous. So a sukkah on sukkahs is just as good as a borgman because it is a qualifying fill-in-the-blank. You need a good hut, so hut counts. You need a good sukkah, a sukkah counts. You need a house, less than four tfachim doesn't count. But since on sukkahs, a house less than four tfachim does count for a sukkah, so on sukkahs, on sukkahs, a three-and-a-half tfachim um, thing Counts because on Sukkot that is a living space. Even though it's supposed to be considered living quarters, but it's only the Beis right? Yeah, yeah. Because for them, for that week, a lot of people argue on the Sfasamis, but the Sfasamis says for that week, it's 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 a good borgenin. It's no worse than a borgenin. Borgenin is not necessarily a Beis right? I'm saying it's it's a right, right, right. Sukkot is. But it, but it, so the Sfasamis is saying as long as what you're building is a good fill-in-the-blank, it's chazolimilse, then it counts. So a sukkah is chazolimilse. And finally, the last din was, ve'en ha'achin v'hashutven chalkin. 
that if partners or brothers have to divide up a Yerusha or divide up a business, a house that's less than four Amis is not big enough to divide. Says the Gemara, really? Vatnan, the Gemara says, well, that's only because the less than Amis. It's not four Amis. So, but let's say you'd have a house that's 4.1 Amis. Then brothers and children would be able to demand dividing it up. If there is four Amis by four Amis, they could divide it. Not true. Vatnan, business partners or brothers that got an inheritance cannot demand a division, in chok in a sachotzer, You cannot demand of your partner to divide up a house, or of your brother by a rusha to divide up a house, unless they each get four amas after it's divided. So what are you talking about? You're saying, because it doesn't have four amas, it can't be divided, which is mashbuf would have five, it could. No, it can't be divided until... It has eight. So by the way, what do you do if you can't divide it? You say, do you want to pay me off or do you want me to pay you off? But you can't force it physically divided, which means you, you, uh, you split the value. So says the Gemara, what are you talking about? You're saying if it doesn't have four hummus, you can't divide it. If it's five hummus, you could. No, you don't. You can't divide it even if it's five or six or seven hummus. You don't divide it until there's four hummus per person after it's divided. So the Gemara says, Ela Ema, explain as follows. What it means is, Ein Baidin Chaluka Bechatzer. It doesn't have the din of dividing a chatzer, which means, let's say a father owned himself a chatzer, and the father died, and the sons are dividing up the chatzer. Now in this chatzer, are several houses. So Rashi's example is there's three small houses and one big house. And the brothers divided that way. You take the one big house, I'll take the three small houses. Okay? It's a fair division money-wise. You know, three houses that cost $150,000 each. One guy took, and the other guy took a house that's worth $500,000. Okay. The money's fair. But how do we divide the land? How do we divide the land? So there's actually two opinions how you divide the land. One opinion is very simple. You divide the land according to how many houses you get. So the guy that gets three houses gets 75% of the land, and the guy that gets one house gets 25% of the land. That's one opinion. The other opinion is, is that no. The land is divided 50-50 besides the land at your door. In front of your door, you get four amas deep, and the rest of the land is divided 50%. So for instance, in our case, the guy that gets one house probably has a double door. The door is like eight feet wide. So he gets eight feet by dollar amas. The other guy gets three, four feet doors by dollar amas. And the rest is divided 50-50. But in either... What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the front yard. But um, in either case, the amount of land you get is totally by how many doors you have. 
According to the first opinion, it's only Tully in how many doors you have. According to the second opinion, it's partially Tully in how many doors you have. A door of a house that's less than four by four doesn't count for this division. Says the Gemara. The Omar of Huna. Rav Huna says as follows. Chatzar. When brothers or partners divide up a chatzar, lefi pisacheha mischalakas. It is divided by doors. Which means, which means, if in our case, one brother took three doors of small houses, and one brother took one door of big house. So, that's how the land is divided. 75-25. You know, I'm sorry that like, your house costs more, but you don't get more land just because of it. You still only get 25% of the land. Rechizdamar, no. The land is divided 50-50. Besides the space in front of your door. We give each person the width of his doorway plus or out four amas of depth. And the rest of the land is divided 50-50. But like we said, in either opinion, the amount of land you get corresponds to how many doors you get. So let's say the division was I'll take one big house and that teeny house, and you take three other houses. So is it a division of three on two or three on one? Says Gemara, this door doesn't count to get you any land. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Dahanimili, this Brisa that says you get land in accordance to how many doors you have, Kevon, Dilemeheve Kai, since the door of the house is there to stay, it's there to stay, we give him a fitting piece of land to the house that's going to stay. Hi, this house, this little piece of garbage, it's only there to be taken down, it's only there to be destroyed, we give you no land for that door, for that house. And that's what it means that a house that's less than four by four is ineffective in, in Shutfim and brothers dividing it. In order for them to divide it, you need eight Amas. But the din that four Amas isn't that you can't divide it, it's that it's ineffective in helping you get land. Okay, fine. We'll stop here for tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll get back to the city. So those four Amas by four Amas, how much that's, that's, that's one Amas? Intrinsically calculated in the values.